1: Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
0: Welcome to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. This ain't your abuelita's financial advice. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, and I'm here to help you tackle grown woman business when it comes to all things dinero. We're going to talk about how to make it, keep it, and grow it. On that note, vamos. Hi guys, welcome back to Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice, and I'm really, really excited about today's episode. So with everything that's been going on with the coronavirus and all the stress that people are going through right now, I thought it was a really opportune moment to have a conversation with a dear friend of mine, Melinda Sutletsky, who is a life coach. Now, Melinda is one of these people that, I turn to when I need emotional support. She is a guru when it comes to all things mental health. Um, She's a health coach, so she actively works with clients who are looking to make behavioral changes when it comes to their health and fitness. And she is just a really enlightened spirit, that brings me a big sense of comfort. So I felt like she would probably end up doing the same thing for most of you. And so we're going to be talking about a concept called resilience. If you don't know what that means, don't worry. We're going to get into that topic and we're going to talk about how you can build your own resilience to be able to deal with change. Because right now we're dealing with lots of change, right? We're dealing with disruptions to our routine, to our lives, to our paychecks. And that causes a lot of stress. And the difference between melting into a puddle of anxiety and actually conquering the scary shit and getting things done, that's resilience. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with Melinda and start putting some of her tips into practice. So let's dive right into our conversation with Melinda. So Melinda, thank you so much for being here, first off. No, oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. So for anybody who doesn't know, um I know Melinda well a couple different ways. We met through Zumba and then we've built a friendship based on just a mutual respect and a connection and a I think we both seek like enlightenment, right? We're both kind of on this path to just live our best lives and you, for me, are, like, one of these people that embodies positivity. You are, like, heat sunshine in human form. So I just found myself immediately attracted to your energy. <laughs> and I want everybody to know who you are and what you do. So if you could go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, hello, everyone. And just, I'm just so full of gratitude for just, the opportunity to speak to your audience that you have. So thank you so much, Janice. It's an honor. Um, My name is Melinda and I am a Jack of all traits kind of person, (laughs) but, but my official title is I'm a certified holistic health life and TCM mastery coach. Um, I'm just really excited to be here Um, and, especially with each one of your listeners, and just holding this space for for you and for them. Um, A little bit about my background. Are you interested? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So a little bit about my background, Um, just so everyone knows, I am a, I'm 45 years old. I am an only child, believe it or not. (laughs) and i am an athlete marathon runner i'm a dancer and i absolutely love being outdoors and being active but um if i'm not you can find me you know painting or crafting or or doing something that really inspires my creativity um awesome. i've been married how about you you too
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes that sounds like me <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> see, that's why we're attracted.
3: <laughs> yes,
2: um, I, I've been married twice. I'm a mama. I have two daughters, and they are 22 and 18. Lord, <laughs> and and right now I am finally in a healthy relationship with a very loving partner, and I have a fur baby. His name is Chewy. He's my little. He's my little baby. He's my little boy. <laughs> <laughs> and and just right now in my life, um, I would say I couldn't really be happier or more in love um, with life today. So that's a little bit about my personal background and who I am.
0: I love that. Um, so can we yes. dive into? First off, I will be the first to admit that when I hear well before I met you, when I heard the term life coach. I was just Mm kind of like, what the hell does that even mean? Because like, what are you like failing at life? Like, I don't understand this concept. So can you talk a little bit about what what a life coach actually does?
2: Sure, absolutely. Um, A little bit about coaching altogether, because I think that's where a lot of people get confusion around life coach. Life coach is like, a title of type of coaching that we do. So it's around life, right? Um, But a little bit about my professional background, I think might help you kind of understand why I actually ventured on this path. Is that okay if I share that with you? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's really important. Um, You know, when I started in my twenties, um, I was a spiritual advisor and counselor for um, my local church. Um, I taught in the church, and I counseled young kids, and I was a leader. Um, and, and part of that passion I had during that time was really, really helping women and young women on their path for healing and addiction, abuse, depression, um, eating disorders, a lot of abandonment and home. Hopeless, uh, home, hopelessness, homeless, and many of these women were incarcerated. So you can see that these are a lot of backgrounds. Um, and my passion at that time was really helping them find freedom in their life through their behavioral and habit change, lifestyle change. And that was really, really key to, to changing your life um, is making changes, right? Uh, leading into good habits and lifestyle changes mm-hmm. uh, for the better. And so that's where I began my, um, my counselor, coaching, leadership role in my early 20s to 30s. Um, in the age of 28 to 43, I ventured off into business operations. Um, I spent 16 years in business operations. And what I really did um, during that time was I learned a lot of life skills around business, about entrepreneurship. Um, being able to run a $100 million facility as a store co-manager. Um, you learn a lot of skills when you're, when you're managing that amount of people. Um, not only did I learn how to manage people, but also how to uh, manage profit and loss and gain profit for businesses. Um, and, and I learned a lot about people during that time. When you're managing 500 employees, you're not just managing people um, business aspect. You have to help people in their life aspect as well because your employees come in with everything in the world going on in their life besides I'm here to show up for work today. <laughs> which that is, is so which true. Is huge. Yeah. Um, so being able to be someone who worked from the very bottom and worked their, their way up in, in this company um, really, really opened my eyes to being more empathetic to people in their life and their situations and, and kind of what's going on. So when you look at the role of a life coach or health coach, um, which of course, or, or mastery coach, it is someone who actually comes alongside of someone who supports them, who stretches them, um, who battles the fears that may be, someone might be dealing with to not take action, empowered action in their life. So it's not necessarily like, oh, my gosh, my life is falling apart. I now need a counselor support. But what I actually do is I come alongside my clients and I actually empower them to reach for all the goals that they truly desire. And a lot of the times what they face is more of their own fears that they've created from their behaviors. Um, to their programming from childhood. So it really goes much deeper than just like, hey, I want to run a marathon today. <laughs> or, or hey, I, I really want to lose 50 pounds. Um, and I've tried this like 50 different times and I, and I'm stuck. You know, there's a lot that goes behind what many people may be battling or dealing with. And it usually typically... It's always happens in our mind and our beliefs. So that's where I typically focus with my clients there.
3: Got it. So what,
2: and when you said, so what inspired me to be a life coach, right? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: my answer is, is really, really simple is it was the transformation of my own life. Um, because I'm proof that transformation is really available for everyone And really part of my personal journey was releasing my own weight, my own guilt, my own pain, my own beliefs and programming that I really received when I was a child and just facing my fears by taking action
0: despite my fear of failure, because that was the biggest thing,
2: the failure of my marriage.
0: Oh my gosh. I feel like failure is something that stops so many people from even starting Mm -hmm. and trying. Yeah. So, what advice do you have for somebody that is like in that place? How do you even get started?
2: Um, by releasing your fears of that. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's a big one. At any time that you're facing your fears, that that's an inward look. So, one of those things is a lot of times we project onto other people, right? I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't take action because of this. I can't do this because of that. Right. You know, it's the excuses. So you project your fears out to other people. And one of the very first things I would, I always tell my clients is we need to take a look on what's going on inside. You know, what, what's happening inside of us? What really is holding us back? And that is usually something I will I will take a client through. So if you're someone who hasn't had the opportunity to work with a coach, those those are really the the questions that we really dive into to really figure out what's really been holding you back. Because for every person, it's different. There isn't like I can't say, well, Janice, this is what's holding you back today. <laughs> like we we really have to dive deep into into the programming and what is it you're believing about what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Every, every person is really different. So it is really a series of of questions. But the one thing I would always tell someone is I think one of the reasons why you and I connected is because we are really like these, um, we're really into personal growth. (laughs) Personal growth gurus is what I call it. Someone who really wants to be the best version of themselves for humanity that's really what it's about Um, and how can we how can we become better and a lot of times where fear shows up is that we quit doing that deep work on ourselves
0: Mm, yep let's 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 marinate in that for a second because I think that's (laughs) so big Um, Mm -hmm. what is it that you think just gets people kind of mentally blocked is it their childhoods is it things they've been told are they born with these doubts like where does this stuff come from I know for me personally a lot of the issues I had were based on how I grew up and kind of the communication style that I saw in my household the conflict resolution skills or lack thereof that I was exposed to do you think like for the most part a lot of our issues do come from childhood and early experiences, or can they come basically from anywhere?
2: Well, the truth is it comes from the moment that you were burst into this world. Hmm. And um, whether, you know, someone, this resonates with your audience or not, but the truth is is the mother who carries you carries all these beliefs and programming about who you are, what she feels about you maybe her fears and experiences as well, and we're born into that as a child, then comes along with how you're raised. So you're raised based upon your parents' values, morals, and beliefs. You know, we we aren't babies born into this world with that choice of saying, well, I may not believe what my mom believes. No. Uh We raise our children to be a certain way, and nine times out of ten, it is passed down generationally from parent to parent or whatnot. And then as parents, we always say this wonder. <laughs> this is something so common. Parents say, I'm never going to raise my kids the way that my parents <laughs> raised me. Like, but what I always like to challenge people when they say that is all intention has a positive intention.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, everything is positive. Your parents never said, I'm going to bring my child into hardship or I'm going to, you know, every intention they ever made towards you was really positive. And so it's really learning how to reframe perspective and really heal from any, you know, trauma that you experienced from birth to where you are today, whatever age that may be for you. So there is a lot of letting go that needs to be done when we're releasing things, Um, guilt, pain, even values. Maybe you're holding on to a value that you really don't believe in, but you feel like that's so important because it was passed down to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that actually resonates a lot with me because I feel in a way like the career path that I went down was heavily influenced by what my parents thought I should be doing what was the responsible thing to do and now like in my mid-30s I'm kind of reevaluating what um, my ideal life looks like and it has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm currently doing (laughs) right
2: (laughs) I'm with you sister that happened for me at age
0: 44 oh wow can you talk a little bit about that
2: yeah, absolutely. And that's really what landed me on this path that I'm actually on of coaching today. Um, I I really, during, I would say the age 43, 44, I was in a very mentally abusive relationship with my husband who, um, my ex-husband, we'll clarify that, my ex-husband who had a mental illness. He had bipolar disorder. And the same time, my daughter had a mental illness as well. She battled severe depression. And then here I was in a corporate job working 12 to 14 hours 5 days a week, not being able to be there. And then I lost that job. So something very very critical happened, kind of kind of like what we're going through today, right? Mm -hmm. this uh, pandemic that's going on in the world, you know, you feel like crisis all over for you. So I, I lost my job. I let go of a very abusive relationship. And then here I am like stuck, And I felt like helpless because I couldn't help anybody. And I was almost at this point in my life where I was like, what is going to happen to me? Oh my gosh, there's no way and all of, all of me that I want to go back to living any kind of life of working 16 hour days, five days a week. No
3: way. Uh That
2: just is unhealthy. It was stressful. I had no life and I hated life. So I was like, and, and money wasn't worth it at the point I was making six figures, but it still was not important enough for me to, to go back to that life. Um, and that was really like, kind of like how you're evaluating your life now I had the opportunity I was blessed I call I call crisis a blessing Um, Uh and it really is your perspective and your mindset around something I I like to say this little this little terminology you might like but I I say that crisis is not the enemy it's the invitation to grow to learn Uh and adapt to new situations
0: that is absolutely 100% true, and it's all about perspective.
2: Yeah, so it was like in that moment, I said, okay, Melinda, you can go to the mountain and cry, woe is me, sad me, look at you, you devoted all this time to this company, and they just let you go like no big deal, there's no loyalty, no care, your marriage has fallen apart. Or you can look at this with a new perspective and say, oh, my gosh, thank you, God, because you got me out of there. I couldn't get out on my own. <laughs>
3: I was mm-hmm. scared.
2: And now you have the opportunity to start over. So what is it that you feel called and passionate about? You know, never in my life, other than in my 20s, did I truly follow my passion on what I really felt called to do in this world. And so I used that experience to create the life that I truly desired. I truly desired for myself and, and I really transformed my life into be the human that I truly wanted other people to see in this world. And, and if you see sunshine, then yay. <laughs>
0: I definitely <laughs> you know what I mean.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Th- then I know that, you know, the universe definitely has my back in that situation. And, and that's, that was kind of like where I was. Um, and in your case, just as well, like, you know, sometimes I think that we're meant to be um, in in certain paradigms in our life, and then there's a shift that happens because we're growing, we're maturing, and we're feeling called to do something else. Nothing is ever set in stone. Doesn't mean you have to do it forever. It's part of your growth and maturity. So maybe where you were or where you are. You've gained everything you need, and now you're ready to take it to the next level and use all those skills for something better. And, and that's how I kind of look at crisis. That um, it's not our enemy.
0: I love that. And I think that's such a relevant message right now with so many people facing potential job losses with everything that's going on with the pandemic. I mm-hmm. am the first to tell anyone that a job loss is not like you need to take the loss out of it because you're being redirected for something else. And the sooner you see that, the sooner you can actually start making proactive decisions that are going to serve your future intentions and your goals.
2: Absolutely. Yes. How many jobs have you lost that you remember? Only
0: one. Oh really? So you were pretty committed? Well, (laughs) I'm usually the one to leave. So I've had many jobs. But I usually leave on my own terms. So the first time. Okay. The only time that I've been laid off. Uh, up till this point. I was just like of course first shocked. Because I'd never been through it. And mm-hmm. you know you go home and you cry. And then mm-hmm. I started to realize. I fucking hated that job. Like <laughs> this is the best yeah. thing. That could have ever happened to me. And I got a nice severance package. I got to stay home for three months. And do things that actually. Brought me like joy. For the Mm. first time, I had control of what my days looked like. And that to me was a really transformative um, event that made me realize that I cannot spend the rest of my life working for somebody else because that is not what is meant for me.
2: Mm. And that's pretty powerful right there. Because Mm. a lot a lot of people hold on to what is comfortable because the fear of the unknown creates that anxiety, right? Because our anxieties are fears of what we don't know outcomes to be. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, whether you're someone who was laid off of a job or you're someone who left a job, any type of transition is still scary. Do you remember starting a new job because you left an old job of comfort right then and there? That's scary. alone. Yep. You're like, oh, my gosh, what are their expectations? What if I don't catch on quickly? You know, here you go creating all these scenarios in your mind Mm -hmm. (laughs) before it's even happened. And and that's, that's the pool of anxiety. Anxiety is just the fear of not knowing what's to come. And that's really what we're dealing with right now is people are very anxious they're scared. And one way you can see a lot of anxiety in society is people follow the next person. (laughs) So, so, so one way is like, um, oh my gosh, I need toilet paper. So everybody buys toilet paper, (laughs) not necessarily that they're out of toilet paper, right? It's just fear, fear. Well, I see that person doing it. So therefore I'm going to do it. We, there aren't enough leaders, that step aside and go against the grain. And I think that's what's so important when we're being resilient in these times, is that we don't follow the ways of the mass. You go Uh against the grain, you go against the grain. And I think that's where it comes with, um, you know, dealing with a crisis, is that we are emotionally resilient during this time. And that we really turn inward during this time and see, you know what? Yeah, this is overwhelming. Yes, this is disrupting my routine. I think that's where people are most frustrated right now. My routine Uh is chaos. And I don't function well in chaos.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think most of us can agree with that statement. We... We, some are better than others, but we could all use some help when it comes to emotional resilience. So I'm glad you brought that up because I actually want to dive into that topic. And first off, what does emotional resilience actually mean?
2: Yes, I always like to explain it first because it's kind of a big word. And a lot of people really don't understand that they, they are emotionally resilient. Just some, like you said, um, are stronger than others. So... Emotional resilience refers really to someone's ability to adapt to a stressful situation. And this could be the loss of a job, right? This could be your marriage. This could be financial. Um, Your stressful situation can be anything you create it to be, right? Mm -hmm. Or a pandemic, which is a crisis, right? right? Like a major life country crisis. Um, you're going to find that more resilient people are really able to roll with the punches, which means, okay, it's coming, let's keep going, bring it, you know, they, they catch, they, they catch, um, they catch crisis, like it's, they're adaptable, they adapt really quickly, where some people um, have more difficulty, um, and I just call them less resilient people, they just have harder times with stress and life changes, both major and minor, and um, And a lot of the reason why there are less resilient people, and the truth is they haven't gone through a lot in their life then. There are Mm. some people where you hear their story and you're like, holy crap, how are you even still standing today?
0: Yeah, that's so true.
2: And then there are people who think that no toilet paper in the store is a major catastrophe. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know plenty of those people that it's just like...
0: (laughs) They are at home. They're safe. They have food in the fridge. They're yes. still getting paid, and they're, like, yes. freaking out. This is horrible. Like, they can't yes. handle it. And I'm just like, what yes. are you actually complaining about? Because you have no real problems.
2: Yes, because they haven't been through trying a lot of trying times. And w- And when I talk about trying times, it's different for everyone, honestly. It really, really is. And I'm a very emotionally resilient person, and I can say this because I have been – through the depths of hell and back in my life like seriously my story is you only heard a little bit about my story from the age of 43 but just what I have gone through in my life and what I have witnessed it's made me more resilient um, and more emotionally resilient and even emotionally resilient for others being empathetic towards what they're going through but that really is what emotional resilience is and I just want to share with you why I think it's so important to be resilient. Um, Absolutely. I think it's, yeah, it's important for several reasons. Um, being, we can look at this reason today of what, what our country is going through, right? Yep. Um, because what's going to happen when this passes? Because it is going to pass. It's a viral infection. It will pass. Um, the economy has been here before. It will pass. But what happens during this time is it enables us to develop mechanisms for protection against experiences in the future, right, which can be overwhelming.
3: So the fact that
2: we're actually going through this, we now take a step back and we look where we were before as a country and we go, okay, so we had 9-11. And I use that as an example because I think that's a big one people can refer to. Look at how many people lost loved ones. Yep. You know, look at what it did for the country um, as a whole, the fear that was projected on us of enemies and whatnot, and how we overcame and how we've made it through as a country because of that um, has enabled us to handle even more stressful situations as a country. But you can look at like your own life because it helps us to maintain balance through difficult or stressful periods. And... The most important thing I feel is it protects us from the development of some mental health difficulties and issues, right? Absolutely. Especially with mental health. Mental health is um, so important to me. It's one of my, my missions and passions is helping people to deal with their mindsets and their mental health. And when you don't have emotional resilience, then you're plagued like you're stuck, you can't move forward, you're debilitated. Um, it so really is it fair to say work.
0: that someone who has low emotional resilience is way more susceptible to things like depression, anxiety, um, just because yeah. they kind of feel out of control and they're just, they don't know how to process those emotions in a healthy way?
2: Correct. Absolutely. I would agree with you 100%. And sometimes they haven't had the proper treatment either. Um, And a lot of times people don't, there's a fear around um, the stigma around mental health that if I seek help or, um, you know, I don't bounce back as quick as other people, then I'm going to be labeled something. And I think there's a stigma around that and there's just not enough resources or help available for people to to get the proper support that they need to work on those issues, if that makes sense. I
0: absolutely agree with that. So yeah. along these lines, what are some things that we can do? Do you have any tips for how to build emotional resilience? Because it sounds like it's just a, a muscle, right? You, you need to <laughs> practice your calisthenics, you need to do your weight <laughs> training if you want to get stronger. And I feel like mm-hmm. emotional resilience is one of those things that sounds like we need to work on it actively to actually build those skills.
2: Absolutely, and one thing I could say, especially when you're working out your mind, right, because you brought it up there for a second, Um, is that really be honest with yourself, really honest. Where am I fearful today? What is triggering me to feel scared? Is this because I'm constantly listening to the news? Like, where is it coming from? What is creating the fear, the anxiety, those kind of things? Um, And really being able to write it out because the first step is being aware, self-aware of what's triggering you, what's causing you to feel unstable, like you can't make it through till tomorrow or whatever that may be for you. So a healthy healthy routine I give my clients when I'm working on building their self-confidence, their self-esteem is let's talk about it. Let's write it down. What was your difficulty today? You know, because by the time I meet with you, you're not going to (laughs) remember.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Days run into days. So I always do like a a wellness check, you know, a daily wellness check with my clients to say, so what what was good today? Where did you struggle today? And write it out. Mm -hmm. Because really being open and aware of your own struggles is the first step to changing them you know, having, having that mirror on yourself instead of Mm -hmm. looking at other people. I think that's, that's something else that's really difficult is we really, like I said, project, we like to project our insecurities and our fears onto other things instead of, you know, facing them head on.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and I think, you know, when you're being emotionally resilient, you always want to come from a place of empowered action. You know, and and that's why I do that mindset check, you know, do a mindset check for yourself.
1: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
0: Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero.
3: Ask
2: yourself, you know, like I said, crisis is not the enemy, it's the invitation. So, what do I need to learn right here? What do I need to adapt to? What do I need to change possibly? Um, and I do have a few really tips during this time that I'd love to share with your audience uh, because I think it will be really, really beneficial for people, especially because our routines are just all over the place right now.
3: We're yeah, not absolutely. Really stable.
2: Yeah, we're not really stable. And I think that, you know, as humans, it's really difficult for us to adapt quickly to change.
0: Ain't that the (laughs) truth.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I learned it. And I'm going to tell you how I learned this. I learned this by working in corporate business when they were constantly throwing down change. Like every two days you had to change a system or operation. And so then you (laughs) had to go deliver this to your employees. And they're like...
0: Oh my god. We have I, to do this now. We just Right. Done I was just this. getting used to the way that things <laughs> yes. were. Now you're throwing this at me.
2: <laughs> yes. So here we are, ready to take on the challenges of what we're being challenged with right now and this is this pandemic. And how can you survive and your family survive during this this adaptability phase, right? Cuz this is huge. We don't know how We don't know how long this is going to be. Yeah, right. We don't know if it's 30 days. We don't know if it's 60 days. It could be six months. What we do see happening is everything being canceled in front of us. And that's scary, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The fact that we see our livelihood, things, programs that we were going to attend, things we were going to do, people we were going to see just being canceled before us. And that creates a bit of anxiety yeah. for a lot of people. So, so the step one you know, is focus. You have to put your mindset on focus on staying resilient. You know, you 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 said. I guess we need to work our our mind muscle, and so I'm going to tell you, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, our mental health relies on our physical routines, so it's all too easily we get lost during times of change. Okay, and so I really want to encourage everyone to really focus on your routine right now and your routine is not the same as what it once was so guess what we have to check back in and we have to create new routines Mm
3: -hmm. and that's
2: really really important because we're not productive when we're not on a routine we get lost we end up doing things we don't want to be doing it's like working at home when i tell my entrepreneurs when they're working from home okay we need to get just time managed right now. Same thing right now.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So
2: you want to take a look at your exercise because that's so important for our mental health. So, you know, not only, especially if you have kids at home as well, because daily exercise will make your children happier, (laughs) you happier, your, your, everybody will just be in a better mood. So regular exercise, I really want to clarify, it affects your mood, your energy level, and your learning, and your cognitive support, and your ability to get more things done. Um, and so, even if you're going outside, walking your dog, or you're taking a walk, just make sure that you're you're following, you know, the CDC guidelines for staying safe right now, um, and keeping your 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 social distancing. Um, look for online programs. To do If it's fitness programs, there's so much for little kids online that you can Google and see right now for activities for them. Um, maybe it's yoga. For a lot of us, it might be Zumba because we love to dance or, you know, whatever it may be for you, a, a HIIT workout, something to keep you engaged in fitness and your children. I would also say right now it's so important to get sleep in. Um Sleep actually may be the easiest thing to manage um, right now for yourself because you're at home and you're working from home. Um, But also for your children, getting the proper amount of sleep is really important too. And having a consistent routine at night, which means – Am I going to bed at the same time every day, or because I'm at home now, am I up till three o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning? Because hey, I don't have to go to work.
0: That I'm has absolutely been me, <laughs> and I am trying to get a handle on it because it's been so bad. <laughs> it's kind of feel like you're being
2: naughty a little, right? Yeah, like, it's I like, can, oh, I can stay up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're not on your routine yeah. And, and your body knows that. And when we're not getting enough sleep, we're not allowing our bodies to heal like they need to when we're in that downtime. So, and it's important for those that have children to enforce a consistent bedtime rule and yourself, you know, stick to what you were doing before. I know that we've just now changed, but it's important that you get back to that yeah. and your nutrition, the, your nutrition, <laughs> is so important. You have to eat healthy right now. We have a viral infection plaguing, you know, our country and I am a wellness advocate. I am, I, I believe in eating healthy food to heal your body from a holistic perspective. And so you need to be making sure that you're eating healthy, that you're eating organic food, that you're keeping your immune system strong right now. Um, and, and your children, So you want to make sure you're doing everything you can do to boost your immune system and eat healthy while you're at home Um, because you have the opportunity to. So cooking is like a great activity that you can do inside with your family. You know, I think that's really, really important. Yeah. And then limiting the screen time.
0: (laughs) Right. Such a struggle. (laughs) What else
2: is there to do? (laughs) Right. And. Because when we are, like, stuck on social media, you are taking in things that are not good for your mind.
0: That is the truth.
2: And that's so important that you step aside and you really schedule screen time for yourself, for your children. Um, And I would say for adults, it's really taking breaks from the news through most of the day because the news is toxic.
0: Absolutely. I have found my mental health Quality has skyrocketed since I just stopped consuming 24-hour news. I check in Um, in the morning for like 10 minutes, uh what's happening, and that's it. I don't want to hear anything for the rest of the day because it just does nothing but fuel the anxiety and Uh like, what are you going to do about what's happening? Nothing. The only thing you can control is you. So why are you focused on like all these crazy statistics and all this stuff that it's just like, well, what are you going to do about it? The worst part about that is, what is the positive
2: news? Is there anything positive that they're reporting? Absolutely
3: not.
2: There's really not. And when we, what we believe, we become. So the more that you spend time engaged in news, we know that there's a crisis. We know that there's a viral infection going on in our nation. Okay, so let's, let's, You know, tap into the places where we need to protect ourselves and see what's going on there. Other than that, quit blaming. Mm. There's so much blame and shaming and judgment going on that we just need to step away from it and use our time wisely um, and concisely because we're still working from home. And part of this time being home is, you know, social engaging with the people that are in your home. Taking time to be with them, and so that's really, really important. And building relationships is the next routine. I was going to say one of the best, um, one of the best things you can do is sustain your relationships with your true friends and family. However, you need to do that, and scre- use your screen time for that. So use technology well. Get on a live Zoom with the people that are so important to you, that inspire you, that make you feel good, that lift your spirits. Um, connect with those people. Check in on people if you're not hearing from close friends. Make sure they're okay. Everybody processes things differently. And just reaching out regularly to your friends and relatives during these stressful times really makes them feel safe and loved and cared for. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) I love that. And
2: so...
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: and, my, and that is my first tip around just really focusing on staying resilient by doing those things. And my second thing is over anxiety and overwhelm. I think you touched on that a couple of times as we've been chatting.
0: Yeah, I think that is a very common feeling that people are experiencing. So what can we do to combat those feelings or at least manage them? Because they're not going to go away, but we can definitely be more proactive about managing them, I think.
2: Absolutely. Because times are tough. Times are tough. And they're really tough in the midst of uncertainty. And that's what we're feeling right now. We are all uncertain about the future and what's going to happen. And I think everyone is afraid of loss. We're afraid of losing something. Yeah. And so what I really help my clients with is doing a perspective check. (laughs) Okay? Because really in this In this specific moment in time, we just really need to take a moment to really turn inward and ask ourselves a few questions here. What have I really lost? And this is a personal question. This is not about a nation question or a country question. This is a personal question because when you're dealing with anxiety and overwhelm, it's usually some belief or something you have going on with inside of you. So I always ask, let's challenge what you're believing right now. (laughs) Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So if I'm feeling lost or hopeless, I want to ask, what have I really lost? Many times we get caught up with what if, what if I lost my job? What if I, I don't have any more money at the end of 60 days? What if, my friend gets sick or so-and-so. What if I don't go back to my job, the right, right? We're stuck in the what ifs. We're not in the present moment mm-hmm. usually. We're stuck in this fearful state. So so I really want you to be present in this moment and really ask yourself that question, what have I really lost right here and right now? And then maybe you are someone who has lost something, right? So if we have really lost something, maybe you know someone who really did lose their job, right? <laughs> because that's that's what's happening right now. Yeah. So I may ask that person what is the positive intention of this loss right now. And I think you you kind of nailed it Janice when you said, "Well, when I left that job, it was really better for me." Mhm. There was something better coming for me because we can't gain something with holding on to something. We have to let go in order to receive. So I always Think about the positive intention of what that loss can have for you. The the mental positive intention and the physical. So right now, the positive intention of the loss of being able to go into our jobs, right? We're all at home right now. Yeah. Most of us. Because now we have this order, right? Mm-hmm. We have this safety order for everyone to stay in. So what is the positive intention around staying in? What are some of the positives? Well, you and I are here today being able to have this conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> That's, right? That's the first. Normally, we're so busy with life and things that we don't have time to help out our brothers and sisters.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? So, the second thing is we're able to go inward and we're able to take time and maybe read a book, maybe work on some personal growth, maybe get back into our physical fitness that we've been neglecting. Maybe it's Healthy nutrition, being able to eat right. Maybe it's finally being able to get on a good sleep pattern. Yeah. Maybe it's spending time with your family and your kids and cooking. There's always a positive intention for something that's happening in our life. So I always encourage, look at that positive intention.
0: There is. And I also think that sometimes people get caught up in the, I need to understand why this is happening now, right? Yeah, And a lot yeah. of the times that perspective doesn't come until you're already where you're supposed to be in the future. And then you can look back and understand why whatever happened happened. So I think it's also having like patience and grace with yourself that you might not understand completely what's happening, but you will at some point.
2: Yes. And, and I think you were so beautiful in how you said that, because that is coming back to a place of self-love right there. Allowing yourself to feel your feelings, being kind to yourself and not a bully about how you're feeling, and be impatient with yourself as you go through this. A lot of times we don't have the answer because we haven't worked through the challenge yet.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We have to be challenged in order to be changed in this lifetime. Change doesn't come from comfort, ever absolutely i can't look at i can't look at one instance in my life where everything was perfect and i changed because of that no mm-hmm. that's not where we change so i always ask this will you accept the present state and face it head on
3: mm.
2: will you look at this challenge that you're being faced with and say okay i see you there there's work that needs to be done in me because i'm scared i'm fearful and uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. So I'm ready to face it and I'm ready to be guided and to see what's to come about and, and to take it from an empowered place versus a victim state. There's a very big difference in how we face our challenges head on. Uh-huh. And then I like to remind people this, and I think this is so powerful. This is an empowering place to come from. Have you not fought? harder battles in your life
0: (laughs) yeah that's a good one
2: you know when you take a step back and you look at maybe some of your challenges that you consider very challenging those were hard battles and you got through it sometimes we have to remember where we have come from to get us through to the next place Mm -hmm. in our life and the next level in our life so remember where you've come from what you've fought for Whether it was that job, whether it was financial security, whether it was a relationship, you know, out of great loss comes great gain. Amen. Yeah. So I just want people to remember that we have to go through, you know, trying times in order to gain in our lifetime. And so this is just, this is just part of that. Um, And I think that you know, when we take a step back and we just really like marinate in that for a moment and really think about, you know, yeah, I've fought harder battles and yeah, I've lost a lot in my lifetime, but I've come out of it. I've come out, you know, like the Phoenix rising from the ashes, you know,
0: and we will do it again.
2: Yeah, we will. And. I I think the next um, step I want to share is, you know, really take care of you and your family during this time. That means following all the guidelines given by, you know, the proper reputable sources.
0: Right. (laughs) That's important. Make sure you're getting your news uh, and your information from trustworthy sources.
2: Yes, it's so important. I'm seeing all kinds of things being posted everywhere. I'm like, no wonder why there's panic and chaos. Mm -hmm. Some of these places aren't even reputable. Right. And then I'm, I, I'm a big believer of a mindfulness practice, big time. And this is something that is in one of my tips for people, especially during this time, because you have the opportunity to practice it, you know, um, a mindfulness practice. And many people may not know what a mindfulness practice is. Yeah, if you could um, share
0: what that is and how we can incorporate <laughs> that, that'd be great.
2: Yeah, um, and this is part of that emotional resilience um, because that's what mindfulness is. Mindfulness is about building resilience during challenging times, you know, by paying attention how we actually relate to whatever is happening in real life, real time, moment to moment. So as it turns out, like right now, you may have more time, like I said, than usual to do this. And mindfulness doesn't really mean calm all the time, okay? And I think that's where we get confused. Oh, well, mindfulness means I have to be this perfectly calm, chipper person instead of being afraid, and that's not really true. It just simply means building skills that help us do our best to stay settled and on point as often as we're able to. So, and one of the most... um, proven benefits. This really helps around anxiety. So if you're someone, maybe you're a listener today who really battles anxiety, um, then this practice would really, really benefit you. It's It's a coping mechanism to help you deal with the anxiety that shows up. So for adults, we can focus on living with uncertainty, right? We're in uncertain times right now. Um, And the core source of our stress right now is that we just don't know, right? We were talking about that. We just don't know what's to come. And so when we're off balance like that, we tend to wind ourselves up or fall back on our reactive habits, like snapping at people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're someone who isolates. You withdraw from the world. Or you're so compulsive by reading the news, like, oh, my gosh, I can't get enough. I need to know moment by moment every, everything that's happening because I'm scared. So what I, what I would really encourage people to do is just set aside a few minutes a day um, to work on uncertainty. That's really what we're working on right here is being uncertain. So what is it like to be uncertain? And then choose when or if to act instead of reacting emotionally. So maybe you're doing a mind check. We're checking in with ourselves today, and you're asking, do I feel uncertain? Am I scared? Am I feeling anxious about something? Um, So acknowledging it, acknowledging that it's present inside you, Um, and instead of reacting emotionally that we're just really being intentional with what we're feeling. And so what we can really be truthful to is that uncertainty is here. It's going to be here. And resilience relies on staying patient, alert, and grounded. That's the key. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that really is the key to having resilience. So how do we do this mindfulness practice? So you want to focus for a few minutes just on each breath. One at a... T- So when our minds are unsettled, sometimes just counting your breath can help. So I I often start people who are really new to breathing, exercise, or meditation with what I call two minutes to relaxation, and I call it the five, five, seven breath. So you would count in five breaths in, then you would hold that for a count of five. And then you would exhale for seven. So your exhale is actually longer. So breathing out on seven. And so you can just keep counting. Sometimes it's easier for people to really count and they don't get as distracted, right? Because sometimes when, when you're trying to sit there and breathe, you're like thinking about the cat or outside or whatever thoughts just come and pass through your mind. But really in the beginning of learning how to sit and, and breathe, It's really good just to count your breaths to keep your mind focused.
0: Yeah, I can attest to
2: that. You you can attest Mm to that. We all can, can't we? I think we all can. That's just how we are. And so if you've lost your count, don't be hard on yourself. Just come back to where you remembered your count last. Mm -hmm. And so for the beginning, I would just tell people do that 10 times. So 10 times for a five-five-seven breath. So you've, you know, inhaled for 5. Held for five, exhaled for seven. Do that counting space for 10 times. And by the time you're done, that's two minutes. So that, and, and that just really is helpful. And so, and then through the rest of your day, notice when you get hooked by uncertainty, okay? So what I would say is kind of ask yourself, explore how you're feeling, label it, kind of label the feeling. And then see if you can just come back to one breath. And never expect perfection, but keep working on, like, dropping the hook, right? Because we have a hook that comes up with uncertainty, right? So maybe one hook might be, oh, my gosh, I wonder if they're going to call me back for my job. I wonder if they're going to call me to go back to work. Oh, my gosh, I really need to go back to work. So that's the hook, right? Mm -hmm. That's the hook line and sinker right there. So what is the hook? Come back to your breath keep working on dropping it over and over again. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is great, Melinda.
2: Yeah, I think it's really important during this time that we really calm down what I like to call the critter brain.
0: <laughs> yes. Our our, our very <laughs> primitive just fight or flight <laughs> instincts, you know, they yes. can take over. So yeah. I am so grateful for this conversation with you. I think there's so much valuable information in here. And It doesn't just apply to what's going on right now in life. We're always going to face challenges. We're always going to face things that are going to challenge our ability to cope and to become, to be resilient. And so um, I just thank you so much for taking the time to share your thoughts on how we can all kind of build that muscle because it is definitely an asset to just living a happier, more fulfilled and more in control life.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm really big on the mindfulness that really helped me build my resilience when I was going through a lot of trying, trying times in my life is just being able to sit in stillness and breathe it out, get it out of the body, deal with the emotion that's present, you know. Yep. And I know I know you said a lot of your listeners deal with, you know, money and financial stress. It's it really is the It really is the same thing for financial stress as well, you know, and especially when you're dealing with that.
0: For sure. Well, thank you again. I can't Mm -hmm. wait for everybody to listen to this conversation. And can you just tell us really quick where we can find you and follow you?
2: Oh, yeah. So I'm definitely on Facebook um, under Health and Life Coach um, Melinda, the health coach there, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is wellness runner girl, MS. And, um, and you can find me on those two social platforms. I'm on other social platforms that are listed under those. You can, once you go to those pages, you can find all my other, um, pages to
0: connect with me on. Perfect. Thank you so much, I really love this conversation with Melinda because it's so relevant and so timely, but the concept of emotional resilience is not something that just has to be saved for catastrophic global events like what's happening with the coronavirus. This is a skill that you can use anytime you're going through change, through some sort of upheaval of your day-to-day routine, because the reality of it is, is that we are always going to face challenges, whether it's a family member getting sick or losing a job or having to leave a relationship. There are so many things that are going to happen in life throughout your life that are going to require you to find a way to thrive, not to survive, but thrive. And the concept of emotional resilience for me is like determining whether a situation is going to make you crumble or it's going to make you conquer so if you are someone who has already built their emotional resilience muscle i hope that today's episode reinforces the importance of you taking that skill on and if this is something that you want to work on for 2020 and beyond i hope that today's tips help you start that journey because it's going to benefit you in so many ways. Next time you face a challenge, you're not gonna look at it with dread and anxiety. You're gonna look at it as what it is, a challenge that you will overcome. So until next time, guys, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Yo Quiero Dinero Podcast. There's so much content on a daily basis happening over there that really helps you get through the week when you're waiting for new episodes. And it helps me get through the week. And it helps me really stay in touch with you guys and just interact on a way more personal level. So I would love to have you join me over there. And until next time, stay resilient, stay inspired, stay strong, and stay poderosas.